This is a podcast from Rover. This is Rex on Magic Radio and a podcast. Get the podcast from any, from any fine purveyor of podcasts or purveyor of fine podcasts, depending on how you, how you look at it, or the Rover app, R, uh, R-O-V-A. Download that and listen back any time. Right. How do we reduce harm on the farm? This is a topic dear to the heart of our next guest, Lindy Nelson. She's a farmer in the Wairarapa and the chair of Safer Farms, an organisation that brings together farmers, senior leaders from agribusiness, industry groups and government. Their current focus is reducing injuries to children and teens on farm. And uh, you can get involved. Uh, Lindy, welcome onto the show. How are you? I'm good. Great. It's, um, it's a beautiful day here in the Wairata, gearing up for duck shooting. Oh, wonderful, eh? <laughs> wonderful time of year. Lindy, tell us about the Kids on Farm initiative and the event that's coming up next Thursday. Yeah, OK. So, look, for some time I have noticed on Farming Mum's Facebook page, New Zealand Farmers, all those socials, there's a lot of talk around Kids on Farm, the Harm on Farm, 284 claims in the last five years and five incidences a week involving children on farms. You know, yeah. We've also had some fairly high-profile cases as well, which every single one of us can relate to. Nadine Tomlinson, pregnant with her third child, toddler, Angus, lost their lives in 2001 in a tractor accident. Well, so remember, Scott and Samuel never get to mm. have her return home and be part of their family. Coroner said... Farmers, you've got lessons to learn here. The lessons also sit with the farmers because we have the knowledge. So how do we learn together? Uh, We're putting on an event next week, um, 12th of May, 12pm, with our friends, Federated Farmers. It's an online event where we're bringing our farming communities together to explore, discuss how do we make better calls for our kids on farms. Because we want our kids on farms, don't we? They are the future of farming, and they also, this is where we live, where we work, where we play. But we have to acknowledge that not every kid that goes out on the farm has great experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I can relate to this because obviously I'm on a farm and we have a child, and and she is with us a lot because, well, she she actually kind of has to be. It's it's part of life and it's a way of life, and obviously sometimes we both need to be out there and also she loves it she wants to go on farm so what are some practical things that farming parents can do to help make it safer when they do have their children on farm with them Lindy? Yeah I think the the, the really three key things get them their safety Rebecca you know if I look at Lindy the farmer with, with a young child when she was 26 and I look at Lindy as a granny there's a big difference. Um, yeah. You know, I understood that cutting the children or cutting the children around, that's a terrible thing to say, needs to be done safely. So we've purchased a side-by-side. Kids are in their car seats. They've got helmets. Or else, you know, if we're going to take them to a job, they're actually in, in the ute. So get them there safely. And then I think that next thing is separate them from the, jo- from the work that's been done. I and absolutely think one person has to be um, kind of supervising what's happening. So, look, they're mm. the two, you know, you can go into a whole pile of things, but I think those are key. Um, get them to the job safely and then separate them from the job that has been done. Um, and whether that's, you know, <laughs> in a pen or, um, you know, people <laughs> come up with some pretty inventive ways how to keep kids safe. 
You're listening to Rex Rural Exchange on podcast and on Magic Radio. We're with the chair of Safer Farms, uh, Lindy Nelson. Lindy, Pamu are involved in this initiative too. Uh, what have they done within their farms to help keep children safe? Yeah, well, I, well, I, you know, we've reached out to them. They're members of Safer Farms, um, but they have this fantastic resource called Play It Safe. Work safe, play safe, home safe. So they recognise that, um, you know, children are part of the Pamu farming system as well and they have put together, and they've looked at this and put quite a comprehensive, I guess, guide for um, farming parents. So there are definitely things, you know, no-go areas for kids. But what I really love about this guide, um, and it will be um, available um, you know, after the event that we're having, is that it, it sort of takes you through the developmental stages of children and kind of makes you see it from a kid's perspective of A, the stuff that would excite them to do, and B, the stuff we have to think about as parents that they, not, they may not be aware of the danger. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, it sounds like a great guide. I'll have to um, get my hands on it. Can yeah, you? Yeah. So, can you tell um, look, we'll have some resources um, that that um, people can click on after the event. Great. Can you tell us about the wider farm without harm strategy? Because I know that you've been really involved with this, and it's been a real passion for you for a long time. Yeah, it is. So I took on the chair's role about three years ago and one thing that we kind of realised there wasn't a whole effective approach to how we address this really sticky problem because let's face it, the stats tell the story and they're not getting any better. So we realised we had to develop a whole effective, a whole of systems approach. Um, we have a tendency as humans to kind of think safety is about hivers um, or helmets or, you know, we place the emphasis on the individual to do better, try harder. That's a really flawed approach. So this strategy sets out kind of new ways that we can come together to solve this problem and the four areas that we really urgently need to focus on. So that is psychological harm, and we're really experiencing that a lot as a sector. Um, Harm from plants and... um, you know, musculoskeletal and exposure to chemicals. So really focusing on four areas and finding new ways to solve these problems, which involve farmers. So it's not the government telling us what to do. This strategy has been designed by us for us. Mm-hmm. Lindy, uh, how long have you been involved uh, overall with the Safer Farms and, and just how important is it to you and why? Look, it. It's incredibly important to me. Um, three years I've been involved, uh, and you know, for me, when I came, in, when I got married 37 years ago, there were two things that stuck out for me that was kind of wrong about our sector. One was where is a woman, and I kind of <laughs> through through my uh, founding of the Agri Women's Development Trust, I sort of think we've got that now. And the second one was we are we're harming and maiming and killing people on our farms. And so it sat with me as a problem for a long, long time. So I had this opportunity uh, three years ago, and, you know, it basically comes down to this. I love our farmers and our rural communities and the people who make that up. Um, And I look at farmers who are maimed, they're carrying injuries, 
they have burnout, or they're sitting in dementia care units because of sprays, and it's, it's wrong. The cost of producing food and farming should not be a human cost. So, you know, we're the worst sector in New Zealand for uh, farming fatalities. And to me, if anyone deserves a decent retirement, it's farmers and their families. That's the one thing that really, really motivates me. I've had neighbours who aren't here because they've died, and I worry about my husband who goes out on the farm. I worry about the people who work for us. So I pay attention to it. That motivates me and drives me. It's, yeah. it's pretty much as simple as that. Yeah, Lindy, I think back to, to my childhood in the, in the matter or two in the, in the 70s and the 80s, and there was kind of a, I'm just going to say it, I think a, an acceptance mentality that the uh, yeah. silage stack death would happen every, you know, it's going to happen, there'll uh-huh. be this one, they'll die of this, and, you know, but not acceptable because it's preventable. It is preventable. Um, and that, I'm sorry to say, some of that mentality actually still sits out oh, there. God. One of the biggest challenges that we have is to help the individual place value on themselves. And I think every farming woman who's listening to this will understand what I mean. Even in our own system, my husband will put his, the people who work for us, he will put them first. But sometimes putting himself um, and, and thinking about, you know, things that, um, you know, whether he's tired, all of those things, that's a big shift that has to change here. Yeah. We have to help farmers place a huge value on their own health, um, safety and well-being. Yeah. yeah, I think that's key. You've just really hit the nail on the head there. I'd love to just go back. You were talking about the four areas, Lundy, and you were talking about psychological harm. Could you elaborate on that a little bit more for me? I what what would come under psychological harm? Psychological harm is... Are you talking mental is, here? Yep, mental, mental well-being. But, but also, if we don't have... If we don't have a safe culture on farm, that actually includes psychological harm, isn't it? If, if, if you're working for somebody who doesn't take your own personal uh, health and well-being well, doesn't provide you with the right equipment, doesn't actually sit down... Um, and talk about how you're going to do a task safely, you know, they just rip into it. Um, that causes, you know, you, you actually don't feel safe. You actually don't even feel safe to say, hey, hey, I reckon this is actually dangerous, or hey, we're all really exhausted and I need to stop. So that psychological harm goes from our own mental um, well-being to actually how safe do we actually feel on farm to, to actually do our work from a from a you know a mind perspective, yeah, because yeah, I don't, I don't think people would immediately think of that when they think of key areas. Um, I do, I agree, it's very important, and I, I think there would be, unfortunately, um, a number of people that would experience that. But I think you you automatically think of the actual physical harm to people or accidents. But yeah. um, that's why I just wanted to expand on that a little well, bit because I think it's such a big part of it, huge part. And what we do know from past statistics is around a third of accidents are caused as a result of stress. So if you think of the increased stresses that we have, you know, I worry a lot around after Cyclone Gabriel that the ongoing stress to those farmers every day. So not only have their physical tracks changed and all of those, but there is is that mental... um, 
the mental weight of carrying that load, that anxiety, the uncertainty, all of that also impacts on the likelihood of making a mistake. Yeah, we, we also know most accidents occur after 3 p.m. Yeah, and so mm. you know part of this is going. How do we redesign work? How do we how do we think smarter about how we do stuff so we eliminate the risk? Yeah, Lindy, uh, one of our guests uh, last week, um, to Terra Farmer, Max Tweedy, was talking about he's already bitten the handlebars of his bike of the motorbike about <sighs> three times with tomos and things that just appearing out of now yep. all those changes. Yeah. You know the physical changes, the tracks and everything that you talk about. So it's happening. Yeah, it's totally happening. And so if we think about that, it's actually then. How do we fail safely? Mm, mm. So, How do we fail you know, safely? Our farm, mm. yeah. yeah. So for, for us, as, you know, David and I on our farm, that's what we think about. How do we, in the, because humans will, will, will make mistakes. Failure is part of it. Um, but how do we do it safely? And then always, you know, so for us, we have rollover protection on our bikes. Um, yep. You know, I was talking to my neighbor about this the other day. And he said, well, what do you mean about that? I said, well, you know, now in the um, construction um, industry, they scaffold everything. Now, you know, we can't do that on the farm, can we? Yeah. But they don't know who is going to fail, when they're going to fail, or why they're going to fail. But if they do fail, if a builder falls, they're not going to lose their life. And I think those are the lessons we need to take into agriculture and think, what are some of the things that we can build into our system so if we do fail, we fail safety? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Other things like having the, you know, we don't always have great reception on our farm, but we carry the personal safety locator yeah, beacon absolutely. thing. So that makes me feel yeah. more at, at, at ease as the one that's at home. You know, you're talking about I, you have those feelings of will they come home safely, and I absolutely get that. Um, so I, th- I think it's really great. Can you just quickly before we go give us this the details about this hui that you're having on the Thursday how can people sign up for it how can we get involved ah, absolutely so actually through socials so federated farmers um, the safer farms um, web page if you go onto the safer farms Facebook page there will be a, a link there and um, federated farmers is going to put it out today so there's lots of different channels that you can do that so Basically, website and Safer Farms Facebook page. Um, we would love to see you there. This event is not about us telling you. This is about sharing some of the challenges, some of the solutions, and it's using the people who come onto the event. They'll have good. They'll have good knowledge as well. Yeah, fantastic. That is Lindy Nelson, the chair of Safer Farms, and of course uh, that uh, event coming up on a Thursday. Check that out. Hamish Mackay and Rebecca Greaves, your team here with Carters Tyres, servicing New Zealand for over thirty-five years. Call oh eight hundred Carters for tyres. Also coming up on the show, we are going to put the focus on breeding and rearing wagyu calves, and we hear from the vice president of the World Farmers Organisation, of course, otherwise known as Lake Brunner Farmer, Katie Milne. Don't forget the Rover app, wherever you are, we are. Download it, R-O-V-A, and listen to the individual interviews or the full podcast version of Rex Rural Exchange. Uh, We will come back with a week of it.